are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful Tuesday. Uh, it's kind of crazy, some of the news that's going on. I like. I feel like things are going to start slowing down. I feel like things are going to start happening where it's like, all right, let's get into the thick of things when it comes to baseball and all that. But to no avail, we got big news coming out for Razorback football, and we'll be able to have a chance to hear from Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Razorbacks, on what he thinks about this. And the big news, of course, was Mike Woods, the wide receiver for Arkansas, transferring out of the football program. Such a weird, weird thing. I was pretty shocked, just like most of you, when this happened, and... I tried to figure out why, because I like Tristan transfers happen all the time. We know that, uh, especially in basketball. If you've seen the amount of transfers that are going on, like we get it and it happens and there's usually reasons behind it, but I I'm looking at some of the reasons as to why Mike Woods decided to leave Arkansas. He scored a touchdown in the spring game just days ago, days, days ago, um, Razorback Twitter was putting out tweets about him and pictures about him and stuff. And when it started getting rumored that he was going to be leaving, people were saying, oh, well, it was because if he had a bad deal with Kenny Guyton, the new wide receiver coach. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, that would make sense because obviously Justin Stepp was his guy. And if they're not getting along, then that, that would make sense of why that was the case. But then Mike Woods, after letting everyone know he's leaving, comes uh, back out on social media and says, well, I want to make one thing clear. Coach Guyton and the coaching staff were nothing but great to me, showed nothing but love. Me and Coach Guyton actually go back further than y'all think. He is my guy, great coach, better man, so stop throwing hate his way. This was not personal. He also says Arkansas is in great hands with Coach Pittman and his staff. The wideouts are in great hands with Coach Guyton. I will still and always root for this state and university. Thank you for welcoming me and allowing me to be a part of your family. Okay. So if the coaching staffs wasn't a problem and you were they were nothing but great to you, so what is it? <laughs> like what what's what's the thing here? Uh I thought that maybe he would use this opportunity to give the reason why, like if it was a family thing or something, like, okay, maybe we want to get closer to home. All right. Uh, maybe if it was, uh, you know, something with academics, maybe that would have come out. But now it's like, okay, so you're telling me you went through all of spring practice, all of spring practice. You went through spring game. You were all about Arkansas. And everything about you was Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. Rooting for Arkansas, you're an Arkansas boy. I think WPFL was the hashtag that was used. Basically saying, woo pig for life. Like, this dude was all in on Arkansas. And then just mere days after the spring game to where you scored a touchdown, you say, I'm out. What? Like, I, I just don't understand. And you know what? It's not... I don't, I don't need to understand. Like, I'm not saying that Mike Woods, we should demand 
uh, an explanation from Mike. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But it's just one of those head-scratching things where it's like, why? Like, you, you felt like you were in position to really flourish in this offense. Like, you were the second-best receiver, at least the go-to guy, a really good deep ball threat last year, and you were going to be this year. It's going to be you and Traylon Burks. Like, you guys were the guys. And so it's not playing time. It's not systems. It's not the coaching staff. It's not for, you know, any sort of interpersonal problems or anything, at least that we know. So what is it? This is one of the more puzzling things I've ever heard, never seen. And again, I don't just, I don't sound like I demand an explanation because I don't care if I get an explanation or not. That's up to Mike Woods if he wants to explain it. I have just never seen anything more puzzling when it comes to a player leaving. Like, I've seen players leave at Arkansas, no matter the sport, because a new coach comes in. I've seen players leave because they didn't like the system that they were in. I've seen players leave because their role got diminished and they wanted to go someplace that they could play. Like, all those things, whether you agree or disagree, valid and logical points. But this one is just something that's really hard to wrap my head as well as all of your heads around. Because Mike Woods was beloved here, and he stuck it out through all spring practice. Like, that's the thing I don't get. Like, dude, I would be so pissed off if I had to go through all spring practice only, only to not even be with that team anymore. When you could have been with some other team during spring practice and getting ahead of the game a little bit. So, like I said, this is just a very weird thing. I wish Mike nothing but the best. I'd, I'd love to know more about this situation, and maybe we'll be able to get that one day. But, like I said, it's not one way or the other. It's not like it's important. But still, it's just one of those weird things. It's like, hey, what, what's going on here? But the impact of it is, is I think it's going to be significant. Uh, I don't, I don't want to sit here and try to pretend like he's not a big part of this team or uh, that he, he doesn't have, you know, any sort of role on this team that's going to be able to make or break this upcoming season. Like, anytime – I think Mike Woods is probably the second or third best player on this offense. And anytime you lose the second or third best player on your offense, it's going to hurt no matter what. Other guys can step up, sure, but it's going to hurt. So now is the time for these other wide receivers to step up. Trey Knox, Davion Warren, looking at you. Like maybe maybe it's Catron, Catron, Catron Jackson, that new freshman, who is a four-star, looks really good. Maybe he can step up. They got guys that can step up. But for anybody out there that's acting like losing Mike Woods is not that big of a deal whatsoever, I don't agree with you. It's a big deal, but we'll find out just how big of a deal it'll be come football season. We'll be joined by Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Razorbacks, here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about rockauto.com. It's amazing the amount of makes and models of different vehicles that are out there, and sometimes it's impossible to stock all the power parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Luckily for rockauto.com, they can help you out because they're a family-owned business that's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the car parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're going to continue to talk about Mike Woods as well as some other things going on with Razorbacks spring football in the spring game itself as we go to the phone lines right now and welcome in the voice 
of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. Chuck, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Well, guys, I'm doing great. I hope you are, too. It sounds like it's uh, a crazy weather day. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, We're it is. We're kind of all dealing with that. Yeah, I, I saw a picture of uh, somebody I follow up in Fayetteville, and it literally there is snow on the ground, and every, it looks like it was you know in February or January. But down here in central Arkansas, it's 75 degrees and sunny. Chuck, it's wild. Yeah, it's uh, that's Arkansas for you, man. That's Arkansas <laughs> in the spring. Usually this happens in March. You know, it's happening in uh, – you know, maybe two or three weeks late, but we always have some kind of day like this. Yeah, it normally happens that way. We're just glad uh, here we're in central Arkansas. We'd rather deal with the nicer weather than the snow. Well, uh, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. we got to get ready for it, but uh, we'll take it where we can get it right now, that's for sure. Well, Chuck, I know that uh, you, I'm sure you've heard, and you know, we've had a bunch of callers, and we've been talking a lot about it with the – the pretty big news and shocking news of wide receiver Mike Woods entering into the transfer portal, he said on social media. Uh, he also said and put any sort of narrative to rest about has nothing to do with the coaching staff or new wide receiver coach Kenny Guyton or anything like that. It's not personal. It, it's still just really surprising and shocking, especially since he just scored a touchdown in the spring game a couple days ago. But uh, when you heard this news, what was your reaction and what do you make of this story? Well, I'm as shocked as anybody else. I'll be honest with you. This one just kind of came out of left field to me. Uh, you know, lots of times when when players are thinking about doing something else, you know, you get the feel that it might happen. And, and sometimes when it does, really, you know, you're not all that surprised because there are signs that point towards it. Certainly, you know, from my vantage point, I didn't see any sign that this was coming. Now, there obviously were others who did, but um, – I didn't see it coming. I, I uh, uh, this was this was a guy that, particularly as you said, after the spring game. I mean, uh, I thought he had a good day, and I fully expected him to be around in the fall. So I'm as surprised as anybody else. So since we've heard the news, Chuck, is there anything that you've heard to to add to it? Where, like you said, you're surprised, but this doesn't seem like a decision that's been made within the past couple of days. It seemed like there had to be some kind of buildup to it. I'm sure there has been. Um, you know, you're right. You don't make a spur-of-the-moment decision based on, you know, what we saw on Saturday. Um, I have no idea what his thinking is. I know this transfer portal has, um, I mean, it's just kind of taken on a life of its own, and you've got to, you know, you got to watch that as much as you watch anything right now. And um, I know that, you know, players get ideas in their heads. And, you know, sometimes adults help them get ideas in their heads. And I'm not saying that was the case in this instance, but it is in a lot of them. And, um, you know, everybody wants to be the man. Everybody wants to be the guy. And, you know, not everybody can be the guy, but um, – you know, maybe he will be at a different spot. That's what most of them seem to be looking for now. Um, you know, they don't feel like they're the guy enough. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what he thinks. I'm not sure, really. So, Chuck, what's the impact of this? We know Arkansas's got a lot of wide receivers, and Sam Pittman's going to have the next man up mentality. But losing Mike Woods, what's the impact on this team for 2021? Well, I'm certainly not going to minimize it. Say that uh, you know, Mike Woods is not an asset or has not been an asset to this team because he has been. Um, by the same token, and I'll just be very honest with you about this, I'd be a whole lot more worried if it was trailing Burks. Um, and I'm not saying that Mike Woods is not a great player, but, you know, it's not like this guy's first-team All-American. Um, you know, there are guys there who are 
certainly capable of replacing it. Um, I hope Trey Knox is ready to have a good year. All signs are that he's uh, maybe turned a corner, uh, so to speak. But, um, you know, certainly when you lose a player like that, I mean, uh, you'd like to be able to say next man up, and maybe you'll be able to do that. But, um, you know, based on what he's done in the past, it's a blow. And, you know, somebody's going to have to step up and replace it. Chuck, what are some of the plays that stood out to you from Mike Woods over the past season? Because you have fans on both sides of this, and we've heard plenty of reaction today where some are saying this is a blow, and then you have others saying it's not a worry at all. Well, I think it just kind of, you know, everybody has an initial reaction. And, and, and I think that sometimes in situations like this where you something comes out of left field, um, maybe you need a day or two for it to percolate before you really, you know, come to a conclusion. I think there's a natural tendency when somebody does this to, you know, if you're on one side of the aisle, say, hey, man, good riddance, and we'll carry on. Um, sometimes on the other side of the aisle there are people that, you know, feel like this is a blow you might not be able to recover from. And I think a lot of that just stems from the fact that we're only a few hours removed from finding out. So a lot of things today have been initial reaction. And, um, you know, we're, we're just going to have to see what effect it has in the fall. Um, you know, somebody, if somebody steps up and, and replaces him, uh, we may not be talking about Mike Woods at all. Um, I suspect that's what's going to happen if you want to know the truth. But uh, certainly for right now, uh, people are going to talk about it and, and people are going to speculate. And um, You know, with this transfer portal, every you know everything's different. And, I mean, all it takes is one click and you're out. And, um, you know, once you're out, generally speaking, you're out for good. And it sounds like that's where we are. We're speaking with the voice of the Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett, thanks to Bradford Marine and ATV here on the Cartridge World Hotline. Uh, Chuck, just look, moving forward and looking at the spring game itself that happened on Saturday, uh, you know, we talked about it with you last week, and you know, it's really hard to have any major takeaways and be able to decide, oh, this is how many t- games this team's going to win in 2021 based on the spring game. But there were a few things that uh, at least stood out to us when you got a chance to watch the spring game. Uh, what did you make of that and some of the performances by some of the individuals for the Razorbacks? Well, I tell you, I think they're going to have to pull back Jalen Catalan in the fall or he's going to hurt somebody. Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, he's, uh, he was playing like it was midseason on Saturday because I guess that's the only way he knows how to play. Um, I, my takeaway was kind of like what everybody else was, I think. Uh, I know we all watch the quarterbacks. and uh, My thought was that KJ looked a lot more fluid in that spot than he did a year ago. Just in his movements, you can tell he's got better command of the offense. Um, I'm not suggesting he's ready to be an All-American yet, but I think that he's ready to take the reins of this football team. And I think that's kind of what we saw on Saturday. And um, You know, he was he was choppy when we've seen him play before, but I, I just thought he was certain of his steps, fluid, and uh, looked like a quarterback on uh, Saturday. And I was excited about that. I'm going to be anxious to see what happens at running back. Um, You know, there's some competition there. And, um, you know, they've uh, they've got a lot of candidates behind Traylon Smith. And I don't know that anybody's really distinguished themselves as being, you know, the one behind him yet. So they've still got a lot of things to be decided. But, you know, for me, I, I felt a lot better about the quarterback situation after the game was over. And the quarterback looked good. K.J. 
uh, Malik Hornsby, and uh, the quarterbacks always look better when the receivers look good. So what do you think of that receiver position as a whole? And we've been talking about it, of course, because of Mike Woods leaving, but is receiver the deepest position on this team, or is there another position you feel like is, is just as deep? Well, I thought the receivers were good, but I thought the biggest thing was that, you know, the offensive line played well. We had a veteran offensive line, and that's important, uh, particularly when you're breaking in a new quarterback. And uh, Let me tell you something. You put a new guy back there and the offensive line struggles, you're not going to win very many games. That's just a cold, hard reality of this league. If, if you've got a new quarterback who, who uh, from time to time will make the wrong read and, and he's got pressure coming down on him in a hurry, your team's going to lose. And um, I think the offensive line is, is what's the key to all this. Uh, we focus on the football, you know, who's got it, who they're throwing it to, but it's those guys up front that, that really give you a chance to control the game and, and give – I think KJ a chance to, you know, to to actually be a legitimate threat throwing the ball, which is going to make him an even more effective runner. So, for me, that was an area that I thought was pretty good. I think it needs to continue to get better. Um, they're tougher up front than they were. I think we're going to more resemble what we consider to be a Razorback offensive line this coming year. Um, you've got to be able to do that. You've got to be rugged up there. You've got to be able to run the ball when you need to and throw when you want to. And So that was the area for me that, that, that kind of stood out more than any of the others. I mean, as I say, I watch KJ, but from an offensive line perspective, um, that's got to go hand-in-hand hand with that quarterback. We'll continue our discussion with the voice of the Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett, here in just a second. But, folks, i got to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline not only covers some of your favorite sports, but also award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline.ag also has covered you for all the news, scores, and odds, and is the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked on. That's right. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag for 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, and you brought it up, Chuck. It just it seemed like with an offensive line that is perfectly capable of holding their own in the SEC, that's going to make KJ Jefferson such a much better quarterback. Because I felt like last year at times, you know, we we always talked about maybe Felipe Franks was holding the ball too much, but there was times where he was under a lot of pressure and he maybe didn't have the ability to move as fast as his, with his legs as someone like KJ Jefferson can be. And to me, that's where I'm excited about is knowing that you have an offensive line that's capable of holding their blocks, but also. If they hold their box long enough, it could open up for K.J. Jefferson to make a decision to run, similar to what teams have been doing against Arkansas, it feels like, over the past 10 years. I mean, that's just the one of the, the best things about this offense is knowing that you can hold the blocks when you need to, but you can also run with the quarterback uh, with those held blocks as long as they need to as well. Well, I think the key for K.J. is going to be reading the defenses. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's the area where Felipe was superior. Um, Felipe Franks was a great quarterback last year. And, uh, I mean, he really uh, uh, he did a lot of things to make that offense go when, you know, by all rights, some other parts maybe, you know, should have kept it down. But 
it was his ability to read defenses, his experience, his, his command, and his cool under the pressure um, that, 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 frankly, we're going to miss. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, A.J.'s still learning all that. But he's got a lot more natural athletic ability, I think, in, in, in terms of his footwork and his speed and his ability to run with the ball. You can't have a quarterback that tucks and runs, though, at the first sign of trouble. Uh, you've got to have a guy that can uh, that can stay in there and throw the ball and take the hit, uh, but is also effective enough when it all breaks down or when you design, um, you know, the uh, uh, the play for him or when he makes that read off the RPO. Uh, he's a guy that can, I mean, he can punish you a little bit when he's running the ball, but the key's going to be those reads. The key's going to be the reads, and, and that's so important in this offense and, and uh that's the area where you hope that he comes up to snuff really quickly because, you know, just being out there and going through it's probably the best feature in that area. Any areas of uh, concern or need of improvement that stood out to you? And, of course, we're basing it on the spring game, but when you look at the team as a whole, where do you see areas that are in need of improvement? Well, I think you need to improve all over. I, I don't I don't think there's any area of this team where you look at it and say, man, they're – Hey, they're 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 ready to go there, um, but I don't know that anybody in the SEC right now says that. Um, I like the secondary. I think that's the strength of the team. Um, I think that uh, the linebackers are SEC adequate. I think that at times they can be really good. They're ball hawks. I think the key is going to be um, can you get to the quarterback without having to bring a massive blitz. Uh, they worked on a lot more one-on-one, uh, uh, you know, coverage in the spring. Um, Coach Pittman talked about that, where that was something that they feel like they've got to get better at. Uh, they did get better at it, but you know, I don't know that to be, you know, to sit here and say they're they're ready to go take on the SEC big boys today. I don't know that you can say that, but fortunately, they don't have to, and they got a lot of time to get ready before then. So I think that's the biggest concern defensively. And offensively, you've, you've, you've got to develop some physicalness at running back. Um, you've, you've got to have some guys that can break tackles. Uh, you've got to have some guys that, um, you know, there's, uh, there's going to be a lot of teams come after that quarterback. And you've got to be able to read and pick it up when those guys are blitzing. And, uh, you know, you've got to be physical at that spot. Um, so that's the area that I think offensively, you know, is probably going to bear some watching as we get into the fall. You know, Chuck, I also uh, thought it was kind of funny, but also good that Sam Pittman sent his press conference. He's like, we didn't have a bad spring practice. You know, we didn't have one bad one, and I really like how our team bought in. It almost makes me feel a little eerie because it's like, how how is that possible? I feel like every coach is like, almost doesn't want to give them too much credit, let their head get in. Like, no, no, we had a practice that wasn't good enough. But when he comes out and he says there wasn't one bad spring practice, uh, I said, I don't know whether to be impressed or uh, feel a little eerie about that because it seems like it's so uncommon in the spring. Well, I think sometimes when a coach says we didn't have one bad practice, a fan here say there wasn't a ball on the ground, every throw was perfect, every uh, uh, you know everything clicked. It, it, it doesn't mean that. Um, in the spring, you're going to make mistakes. I mean, that's the time to make mistakes, and that's the time to do it. You know, 15 times in a row because you're not going to be able to do that when you're going week to week and game to game. So. There are, uh, uh, you know, there, there, there are different definitions. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that your team was ready to play Alabama every day in the spring. 
but it does mean that the issues that you had, you worked through, you got better at. You know, you drilled every day on it. You got more physical. Um, when you weren't executing as well as you wanted to that day, you fought through it. Um, all of those things make up good practices. Good practices don't have to be perfect practices. They just have to be like a ball game because you're never going to play a perfect ball game. Um, so I, I think that's what he means is, is that they came to work every day. They got better every day. That's, that's your goal in the spring. Well, Chuck, as always, man, we love it when you come on and break it down with us. And no matter what it is, we appreciate it as always. Have a great week, man. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday, all right? All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 